Welcome to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? Success in business most often comes down to hard work, not by silver bullets and quick fixes. It's knowing where to focus that hard work that's key to winning. Join sales prospecting expert and three-time seven-figure business founder, Carrie Richardson, and managing partner of R&R Consulting and former owner of Doberman Technologies, Ian Richardson, for radical honesty regarding strategic planning, accountability, and execution that will get you the systematic results you're working toward. Let's get into today's episode. Thought leader and your host, Carrie Richardson. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Carrie Richardson. I am your host of WIN today. I am one half of the consulting partnership Richardson and Richardson. And with me today is Ali DeRule, the CEO of Writer Cooperative Industries. How are you doing today, Ali? I'm doing phenomenal. I'm doing phenomenal. How are you doing today? Ah, I'm doing the same as I am every day. <laughs> doing great. I actually know Ali pretty well. We went through the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program together in Detroit. We were cohort 25, arguably the best Detroit cohort ever. Yeah, the best. <laughs> and I'm super proud to announce that Ellie was nominated as one of the EY Entrepreneurs of the Year this year. So it fits into my EY series. And obviously, he took my phone call, so... Thank you very much for joining us. And let's talk a little bit about your nomination. Tell me about the process. And uh, tomorrow is the announcement. So yes. How are you doing? <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm excited. I think they're, gonna, they're setting up a dinner for the finalists. They uh, did videos for each of the finalists, actually. So there's like a little hero video of some background of us and like A1 production. I'm really excited. I, I've not seen it, but I submitted all of my B-roll so that they can take a look at and put something together. Somebody from our community nominated us. We had, uh, something came through one of our newsletters through a group that we're part of called Boss, which is Black Owners of Solar Services. And uh, one of the EY nominations came up and somebody in our circle nominated us. And essentially what they're looking for is people that are doing innovative work in their areas of, of endeavor. And there's many people that I've had to connect with, that I've had the opportunity to connect with in, my, in the finalist circle from people working on prostate cancer to people in clean energy, Dennis Archer Jr., who is the son of Dennis Archer, who's the former mayor of Detroit, was nominated as well. The president of First Independence Bank, which is the first Black-owned bank, he was nominated. So standing next to all these really dope individuals, high-level individuals, I was like, man, this is really is an honor. And I hadn't really heard of it before <laughs> I actually really got nominated. And uh, seeing what really it is and really going into the space, there's a lot of production value and a lot of care that they put into the spaces. It was phenomenal. 
interesting. <laughs> Sounds like it's going to be a really exciting evening. Yeah, so tomorrow is when we find out who's won the regionals. So tomorrow's the dinner. They've taken videos of us. So everybody's had the opportunity to take a promo video and talk a little bit about themselves, their business, what they're committed to, do some hero poses, all that good stuff. <laughs> but really share what their business is about and why this work is important to them. The application was a process, right? They wanted to have your whole story, like your backstory, why you got into this space, how do you demonstrate entrepreneurial spirit, how do you deal with adversity, and really understanding the narrative of you as a business owner. But additionally, having support to your team. So they want to know your financials and what your financial standing is and actually have a story of the narrative of how your business became where it is today. But getting through that wasn't too bad, but we made the finalists and then they called us back and they say, hey, we want you to do your videos and talk with this panel of judges. And the panel of judges was like, it was like sitting at the table like the 12 disciples almost it was like but <laughs> you're just you're like you're sitting there and then it's just it's almost like they're grilling you but it's not it's more of a conversation it's it wasn't adversarial or anything like that at all it was very natural it was a flowing conversation and uh, one of the people that one of the judges on the panel uh, somebody that I had known actually from the community because she had be been an ey entrepreneur some years back and um just oh uh, just the whole space was just awesome to be there i really enjoyed it <laughs> really enjoyed it it sounds like you've got some really interesting projects going on right now writer cooperative industries works in the renewable energy so i'll invite you to share a little bit more about your business at the end of the podcast so that we can enter some info into the show notes but you had mentioned one of the things that you were most proud of when we were chatting before we started recording was starting the first solar resiliency hub in the state of michigan so tell us a little bit about that i'm sure not everyone knows what that means yes <clears throat> Writer Cooperative Industries is leading the design, development, and deployment of the Linux Center Hub, which is in Jefferson Chalmers neighborhood. It's a community center, like a recreation center, that's built with grid power, solar power, battery power, and also will be outfitted with natural gas power. And the idea behind it is that we want to create a space that can provide solace for community members in cases of blackouts, brownouts, heat waves, cold fronts. And they can come to this space and get medical services or food services. And it's a space that they already come to. So they don't have to go to somewhere new or somewhere that they're unfamiliar with in the case of emergency to reduce any risks of any risks that are just associated with going to an unknown place to get emergency services, right? Like they're already familiar with it. They know how long it takes to get there. They know where the entrance is. They know that it has a ramp, right? So there's a lot that's mitigated in terms of risk by having it be a space that people already come to. And so it's when hard using to have it, an emergency, like having to go to a whole new space and not know what to expect there is. 
just adding right? on to the stress. Absolutely. And that's the and that's one of the points. The other piece, right, is that we're using this as an opportunity to do some level of workforce development. So we're also training people in to be able to uh, install solar, understand microgrids and how they work and how the, these systems play together and how it benefits the building and the customers or the community members that are going to be using it so that these can be replicated more across the city. So this is Michigan's first climate resiliency hub. The plan is to deploy more over the course of the next five years, but it's really exciting because that's how we've largely got started as pioneering pieces, innovations that really have a deep community benefit. My understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, was that one of the projects that Ryder had worked on previously was solar charging spaces in lower income neighborhoods in Detroit, where people may be without power, people could go charge their devices, make sure their phones were still working. And uh, I remember thinking that, that was a really cool project. Yes. The piece that the other piece of that was that we additionally added Wi-Fi internet capabilities to that as well with partners of ours in the community. Detroit Technique Technology Community Collaborative was one of our partners that worked on that. And uh, you'd be surprised at how much there's still a digital divide in terms of neighborhoods that have access to Wi-Fi and, and affordable internet. And so we've been working with partners across the space to be able to deploy these types of solutions. And then that was one of them that got a lot of support. That one got recognition from the state of Michigan. So we also won business of the year last year from Governor Gretchen Whitmer in terms of our service for projects and support for Michiganders and clean energy support. (laughs) I remember seeing your certificate. (laughs) <laughs> got her signature on it and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I understand you just got back from New York. Tell me a little bit about what you were up to there. Yeah, so we just got back from New York. Besides the smog, the smog was really, it was like really dense there. Uh, we went there for a finance forum for a group called ACOR, which is the American Council on Renewable Energy. So. It's one of the largest councils on renewable energy, and we're connected at various levels. So we're connected at the city level with the Renewable Energy Subcommittee, and then also the state level with the Michigan Energy Innovation Business Council. But ACOR is a collection of the country's largest clean energy providers, developers, and this one specifically was the financers. They have they had all the financers from the industry there talking with other the other businesses on how these how projects can be funded, how to get access to capital, how to appropriately leverage tax equity so that we can take that out and be able to use that for various project financing mechanisms. And uh, it was just great just seeing all the people there. When we first got there, US Bank was one of the first people that helped they gave us a reception had a very nice dinner and talking with them and just had an opportunity to connect. And it was a really good time seeing what what they're about. They have a group called the Impact Finance. And that group is a wholly owned subsidiary of US Bank, but it's specifically around being able to fund 
underserved or minority-based businesses and make sure that their projects can um, get financing. It was great to see them and what they're about. And it was a good experience. One thing I remember from talking at Wayne State when we were there was that you have a special type of LLC. And it was something that I had never heard about before. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that with listeners today that may not know anything about it? Yeah. So Rider Cooperative Industries is what's called an L3C or a low profit limited liability company. Essentially, we are a social impact enterprise that prioritizes our social mission over our profits. So we do still do seek to gain profits, but we prioritize accelerating the adoption of clean energy in underserved communities and providing solutions or connecting communities to solutions that can can positively benefit their bottom line, their missions, and the organizations that they're supporting. So it allows a little bit of flexibility. You're able to get some PRIs or program-related investments from nonprofits to be able to support particular programs. Um, If the state doesn't recognize it as the L3C, it defaults to an LLC status. But in Michigan, it denotes that, yeah, you are a business. You're about the people and creating some kind of social good at the end of the day. So forward thinking five years from now, you got your EY Entrepreneur of the Year plaque hanging on the wall. And obviously, we've attended many more cohorts of things. <laughs> Both of us seem to collect them. Yeah. What's on the map for Rider Cooperative? Where do you see yourself in five years? What's the biggest opportunity that you see in front of you right now? Ooh. So definitely developing projects locally in Highland Park. We've started expanding that out to Detroit and now the state of Michigan. We're on track to expand out to the Midwest. So states like Illinois, Ohio, supporting them with clean energy development. Illinois has a lot of incentives for going solar, but to eventually expand out nationally and have other hubs so that we can support projects at a greater level. And then also at some point going across the Atlantic and developing more projects over in Africa. We've had the opportunity to do some education in Ghana, which was very rewarding. And continuing to do, I like educating. So I I am still an educator. So I, I actually, even though I'm the CEO, I still enjoy teaching classes. I've been teaching classes on clean energy and really getting this out towards folks. So I want to train up like thousands of people like over these next couple of years. So we really get people out and get them engaged with this technology because it's where it's where the future is going. And uh, I want us to have a part of it. I think that's a perfect way to end the podcast today. (laughs) So good luck tomorrow. I will have my fingers crossed for you. And I will obviously be watching the internet uh, the day after to find out who the regional finalist was. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's definitely an honor to even be listed as a finalist. That's what everyone says. But, it really is. But 
you do want to win though, right? Yeah, I would love to win. Yes. That's yes. the name of the podcast, <laughs> Ali. That was your quote. <laughs> came here to win. I didn't come here to make friends. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so nice catching up with you. I I'm gonna have to go and recruit a few more cohort members to join us online. I want to hear their stories. It's been what, six, seven months since the cohort ended, and uh, we've actually been pretty good at keeping up. I've been meeting uh, Goldman Sachs cohort graduates all over the country since finishing the program. It's almost like a little cult. If you're going to a city where there's some Goldman Sachs programming, you will find them and people will be like, oh, I saw on your LinkedIn profile that you graduated from Goldman Sachs. Me too. And then everyone talks about who they like best and what everybody likes Maury best. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get her on the podcast. Uh, you got to. You have to. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. That was a pleasure. And I will look forward to uh, chatting with you again soon. Until next time, everybody, keep winning. You've been listening to Win with Richardson and Richardson. What's important now? We're so glad you've joined us and know you're one step closer to winning big in your business too. We'd love to connect with you outside of the show. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to connect at rnr.consulting. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so you'll easily know when new episodes are available. Until next time, you can win and we're here to help.